0: A little homage to seth rounds <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: get into that a little later i guess uh,
1: yeah Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Schmidt and Lavelle. My name's Tom Lavelle, and as always, I'm joined by Mr. Timothy Schmidt. Um, On today's episode, we're going to be covering the opening day of baseball, the Phillies start, a recap of (laughs) (laughs) March Madness, uh, the Masters Golf, um, some childhood idiosyncrasies, and of course we're going to recap WWE and a great weekend of WrestleMania. Tim, how you doing, buddy? How was your weekend?
0: Ah, uh, dude, it's all weekend. Uh, yeah, spent a lot of time with my daughters, which was which was fun. Uh, but dude, we had a jam-packed weekend. Jam-packed from start to finish. Uh, you know, with March Madness, we had WrestleMania, we had so many things going on, and yeah, honestly, it was hard to keep up with, but um, you know what, dude, It it's good to stay busy Yeah, at this point of the year, you know, with the Phillies kicking off, and yeah, there, there's usually a nice little drop-off from the time that the Super Bowl hits, right, like, yeah, you're riding high, especially Eagles fans, we were feeling good, and uh, yeah, there was a nice little, little letdown there for a little while. And yeah, you know, the six. Year, let's be honest; like the NBA season, the regular season really doesn't matter at this point. Like, yeah, you're either a playoff team or not. So, yeah the the, the next biggest thing to look forward to is March Madness. And uh, yeah, there was a little bit of a letdown, and and right now things have really started to kick up. It's it's Masters Week. Uh, you know, we had the end of March madness, and, uh, you know, the Phillies have just started. So a lot's going on right now and, uh, you know, it's easy to get distracted. So why don't we get into it, Tom?
1: Tim, is it, is it worse for basketball to have all these Cinderella stories moving on? You know, UConn was in the final and they seemed to run away with it. They beat everybody. They crushed them, but the other three teams are not your, your household names Has the NIL and the transfer window ruined maybe the viewership? Like last night, the championship game, I was paying attention for various reasons, mostly for those block pools that we're never going to do again. But is it, if it was North Carolina versus Kansas, there would have been a much bigger buzz, don't you think? Like is is this a problem?
0: No, no. No, the there'd be a ton more eyes on it, but I dude, this is the, the new world that we live in with the NIL and the transfer portal. Um, you know, it's a shame because, you know, money is the driving factor. Um, yeah. You know, not like it, you know, it wasn't beforehand because yeah, you know, let's, let's be honest for years, you know, college basketball players have been paid and, you know, yeah. There's movies made about it. Like if you ever saw blue chips, right. Like that doesn't come out of thin air. Like that's not, it's not bullshit. Yeah. Right. Not um, just
1: college basketball players, but football as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's rampant among those sports and, and those blue chip you know, prospects and those, those blue chip programs, you know, they, they have a tendency. They, there's a lot of coaches that have been suspended in, in the past for, for doing those things, but Um, in my opinion, like it kind of levels out the playing field. Like you see these teams, you know, come into, you know, into the final four that, you know, really don't belong there. But I mean, I don't don't know, dude. like, I mean, what I I think was kind of a a weird year this year with like these new teams getting in, right. Like San Diego state and UConn has been a perennial contender. Um, yeah, they've gone through some doldrums here and there, but, um, yeah, there's been some teams that that have you know snuck in and, and have delivered and San Diego State was one of them. And yeah, they just didn't have enough to to push you past the, you know to the end goal there that they had they had in mind. But you know, I, I think all in all, like the NIL, you know, the transfer portal, that whole thing is I think it's bad for business. Yeah, you, know, you you hope that these guys don't just go where the money go where the you know, where the money is. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, just don't really know how in all it affects the game. I, I the NBA just collected on it or they just uh, decided on a collective uh, bargain agreement too, where they don't let those, those freshmen in, um, into the league yet. Like they have to play uh, you know, a certain amount of uh, games or they have, to, I think they have to play one more year to actually get into the NBA. But like, it just, I don't know how it plays out, dude. Honestly, like I'm not. I'm not that smart on it, but I really think that college baseball beforehand was better than than it is now.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. I think I paid a lot more attention to it. I watched more games throughout the year. Now, maybe with the Big Five not being as good this year, no one making the tournament. I Dude, fell the off. big ha-
0: the Big Five hasn't been good in like in like two
1: decades. Well, <laughs> Villanova.
0: Not- yeah, well, Villanova's not even part of the Big Five. I mean, they're I mean they're like the outsider looking in. Like, like Villanova has dominated Philadelphia basketball for years now. Um, Jay Wright moved on and they had a new guy in there, Kyle Neptune, and he fell flat on his face. But I mean, dude, Temple could not even hire a college basketball coach after they let go of Aaron McKee this past, you know, like three weeks ago, I think it was like it's it's bad basketball right now, which is sad because Philadelphia used to be the Mecca of, of college basketball. The big five was something to be proud of. And it just, it doesn't have that same cachet anymore. So um, big five. Eh. I mean, it, it doesn't really have that much more of an impact on, on the NCAA tournament anymore.
1: So big story this weekend, the women's basketball championship, everyone, all anyone can talk about is this, Angel Reese versus yeah. – uh, what's – I forget Kaylen, the – Kaitlin Clark. Galen Clark.
0: I mean, if you haven't seen her play, she's probably one of the best women's basketball players you've seen in the last 30 years. She's incredible. I mean, this girl can pull up from any point on the court. She is incredible. She led – I think she led the NCAA in scoring – uh, you know, top five in assists, rebounds. I mean, she just does it all, she's incredible. Um, yeah, and then there's this little controversy that's taken place with you know her, uh, essentially doing like the John Cena, you can't see me deal, yeah. Um, you know, in the semifinal game, uh, you know, after they ran away with it, and uh, one of the LSU players took took uh, exception to it, and when they beat her in the final, she did it back to her, and then she basically went ring-chasing with her. So after the game was over, started pointing to her finger like, hey, you know, like I got a ring you did. It's kind of rubbing her face in a little bit. And, yeah, there was a little fallout today. They had Keelan Clark on ESPN, you know, talking about like how she felt about the whole situation. And she said, well, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's sports. People talk shit. You know, yeah. and I I can see that from from one point of view, but um, you know, there's there's a there's there's a level of respect that you have to have for your opponent when you play these games, and uh, yeah, I just I, I don't know, I just didn't see it, you know with those interactions between Caitlin and and uh, between LSU and and Iowa, it just didn't it didn't jive with me. So, I mean, it felt a little uncomfortable with it, but, hey, what are you going to do? I mean, it's just – this is two athletes, you know, they're competing at the highest level, and, you know, those things are going to come out, you know, like Jordan, Jordan Bird, you know, Magic right. Bird, all these guys, they all did it at their, at their highest level. And, uh, you know, the, we can't just, you know, make an exception for for these two women who, you know, decided to, to take it to the next level, which is fine in yeah, my
1: opinion I, I feel like on both sides there's a little bit like an uh, there's an overreaction and kind of um maybe an underreaction you know you, you're people are are defending someone for this which it's it's clearly it's it's excessive it's it's much it's the game you know people talk shit i don't necessarily like it but i don't really care too much like to be this this girl doesn't make her a terrible person I think looking back, I'd say, uh, uh, like it's it's almost cringe to me. If I was that girl and I did that in the moment, here the moment you're talking shit, you're you just won, you're excited, and you do this stuff. I I was a cocky shit when I was a kid, so I think back on certain things that I did, and I go, "Well, you still are." Yeah, right. I am, and so I understand doing stuff like that, and I understand. In my view, I look back on it, and go, ugh, why'd I do that? You're such a dick. So then, what really, I, I had a great conversation with someone about it today, and kind of what we came to the end of it was the social media and the bullshit with the whole thing and people taking sides, whatever, turning it into issues that it's not, saying that it's, like, you know, the race issue, the female men men issue, this and that. And what really upsets me, and I'm thinking about it is, As a society, we take the bait again, and people are arguing about this stupid shit. And it's it's nothing really to argue about. She did it; it is what it is. She's not a horrible person for doing it, and she's also not. It's not she's doing it for some just cause either, you know. So, uh, like, we took the bait again, and so it's like, when is this just not going to become an issue? And it's just it happens. Tom, I think
0: I think we're we're past that point where. You know we hope that like you know, people just take it in stride and they it's never going to be like that anymore. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're getting a little serious right now, but yeah, yeah, like, no. <laughs> it, it's just <laughs> we don't want to do that, you know, <laughs> but it, it uh, unfortunately, like these issues pop up and you know, you know, the media runs with them and uh, it's hard for you because they they put you in a position to make a decision like, wh- whose side are you on? right Right, exactly and they they do these shows like you see skip bayless and uh you know shannon sharp and you have Stephen a smith and these other guys right and they and they debate these issues on a daily basis and then they put them out on social media and then there's comments that flow in from everywhere
1: right
0: and you know it's you know no one ever says like i can see both sides you know it's one or the other dude and it's a shame but i mean it's just the world that we live in now bud and uh you now we hate the priesthood of the choir, but I mean I think everyone that watches the show probably understands where we're coming from.
1: Is it also another thing too where it reminds me of and I the first person I thought of kind of was like a Richard Sherman when uh he did the thing with Crabtree afterwards. Is it a way to get your name out there? Now Angel Reese, who I'd never heard of prior to the championship game. Is now this name that people are talking about? She's on a show. She she's getting some some hype. Will that up her draft stat? Or is she going to be in the WNBA now? Is this going to make more? um, Is she going to be getting sponsorship from this?
0: I mean, it's it's weird, like because I mean that's a if you're doing that, that's a calculated right, you know, like chess piece move, right? Like, um. Nah, it just seems seemed pretty spontaneous to me I mean she probably thought about it a little bit but like look, well, I mean whatever like yeah. in, in my opinion like the, the more time that people spend on this topic I mean it's a waste I mean whatever like we're, no one's gonna think about fucking Angel Reese in five ten years you know Caitlin Clark is a is an absolute beast um she's coming back next year. Uh, she was in the finals, right? I mean, we'll see how how it plays out. But I mean, this this girl is uh, a once in a generation talent. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing her play. I, I mean, I've never turned on a WNBA game just to watch, you know, one of the players play. I, I and I'm being honest there, and I'm not, you know, it's just just the way it is, right? Like I don't right. find that that sport entertaining. But my God, Caitlin Clark. What a player.
1: So. Yeah. Well, so I guess we should move on. And um, something funny happened to me the other day, Timmy. I was sitting at home and my wife, she goes to work early. And I have both kids. I've got to feed the one, get the other one, uh, calm down, get the other one to school. So two kids, it's it can be a, a juggling act. And we had gotten this thing. And have you ever heard of a, a nanit? It's called a nanit. Sure. It is a it's kind of like a um a monitor for your crib and it also attaches to your phone. You have an app for it, you can look it up. So mm. I'm sitting there and the baby is now crying. I can tell he's tired, he's ready to go down. I'm trying to get the other one to eat breakfast, finish his breakfast, put his shoes on, get ready, we have to go. Eat your breakfast, crying my ear, blah blah blah, getting frustrated. And eventually, I look to the sky and I yell, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> right, which is not something I'm necessarily proud of.
0: But, but who are you saying that? Who are you? Were you just saying that
1: in general? You just screaming it. I I screamed it to the heavens, Timmy,
0: because you were so frustrated or frustrated,
1: frustrated. Uh, okay. People but say I've I've heard I've frustrated, heard f- I've uh, heard frustrated, frustrated, and frustrated. Yeah. I was frustrated (laughs) yeah yes you are either way i yell that okay get them ready to go out the door eat breakfast brush teeth shoes on baby in the car let's go get him to school drop him off get back in my car look at my phone i have a missed call from my wife i think to myself oh i guess i missed it while i was out of the car putting him into school and i look at my texts it says, why are you yelling at the baby? <laughs> I mean, she, she caught you. She caught you. <laughs> She got it word for word? I said, what the fuck? I said, are you watching me? <laughs> Her response was, no, I'm, uh, I, I, I was asked to update the app. On the Nanit, and just in coincidence, and that much she heard me yell, Shut the fuck up.
0: First of all, Nanit is the worst name. Like, that's I terrible. I know. I, I wouldn't be able to go back and forth with my wife about it. And it, like, yeah. oh, you saw me in the Nanit? Nah, I'm out. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, I unplugged
1: recall, it. Yeah. I like an unplugged It's done. Like, yeah. Uh,
0: but, dude, that's a, that's a brutal situation. I mean, you gotta. You gotta be aware of your surroundings. I mean, especially <laughs> if the fanatics that's available, dude. You gotta you gotta be aware of that thing of all times.
1: She's you know? a nut, dude. Is she not nuts? That's nutty behavior. I've never checked in on her to see what she's doing with the with the kids.
0: Yeah, it's it's pushed in the envelope, Tom. And you know, at that point, like I would, you know, listen, I'm quick to pull the trigger, but I mean, divorce starts creeping in my mind, you know. <laughs> Oh, Yeah, listen. Look, if you you ain't trust me, <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know what we have. Oh, what do we then have? she here? hits with it. She gets me. This is the text. I go, I go. I'm fucking throwing this thing out. She goes, if you throw it out, you better give me money to replace it. And I just wrote, LOL. Nope. And she wrote, <laughs> she goes, the monitor's not the problem. Yeah. You are the
0: problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I don't disagree with her. You you're probably have the problem, but I mean, between you and the nanit or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> it's me base. or the nanit. <laughs> you gotta yeah, make a decision. Make a decision. You got a bad, God, you gotta, damn it. You got a bad situation there, brother.
1: <laughs> Tim, speaking of bad situations, the Phillies have not gotten off to a good start this season, losing their four, first four games. Currently, the fifth game is going on. Last I saw, they were winning 2-0. They would be the first team, if they lose tonight, to be in the World Series and then lose their first five games. So hopefully they win this one. Um, Is it time to be hitting the uh, alarm buttons? Should we be worried that the Phillies cannot turn this around, the season is lost, and rebuild for next year?
0: Yeah, I mean, we should probably tear it down right now and – and rethink this entire operation it's been it's been brutal i mean look dude like honestly we're off to a a rough start not the ideal start that you want to be on uh if you're if you're in a phillies camp but um yeah i mean you you need to be better right um i'm not worried because yeah there's 158 games left in the season so uh yeah, you know, we fired Joe Girardi, you know, about 50 some games into the se- almost 60 games into the season, and we were able to make the playoffs and and yeah, you know, make the National League Championship. Uh, you know, obviously all to do with World Series. So I'm not worried in terms of that, right? There's so much real estate left. The thing that I'm worried about is that the lineup is just it just seems so disjointed. Um you know, like, like Trey, Trey Turner's hitting; he's fine out a lead up leadoff spot. Alec Boehm is off to a hot start, but everybody else isn't. And um, yeah, I talked about this, uh yeah, I think two episodes ago about everyone missing Reese Hoskins. And you know, Nick Cassianos is in that is in that three hole. He's in that four hole sometimes. oh well, JT's in that four hole, Nick has, or three hole. Cassianos has been hitting out of the five hole, but still he's, his job is, is protect, right? He's the guy that's supposed to deliver the big hit and he came off a terrible season. And now there's a lot of pressure on him to deliver with Reese not playing. Right. So he's the only right-handed power bat you have in that lineup and you're throwing a lot at him, And um, yeah, I think they're pressing a little bit now after the, yeah, the first couple games of the season. But, I mean, the pitching has been brutal. Like, brutal, dude. I mean, I think the bullpen in itself has given up almost 17 runs. Uh It's just it's just been terrible. Starting pitching hasn't been good. Like, the pitching in general just hasn't been good.
1: Well, I noticed that a lot of Aaron Nola haters have been coming out of the woodwork. People uh, that have been saying now – Aaron Nola, I knew he was a bum. I knew this is what he does. Of 5 nothing, that should be a win and this and that in the first game. And, yeah, I feel like we should have won that game. But I I almost feel like they discredit what he does. He's a workhorse. He's been there and pitched so, like a ton of games every year. You can count on him. He gives you what he gives you. Is he the greatest pitcher in the league? No. But he is a solid pitcher. And for people to be just ready to dismiss him already. I, I, I don't get uh, it.
0: He's been a top ten um pitcher in the league for well over five years. He's been a Cy Young candidate. He's had, you know, votes where he's been in the top five at least three times. Um the guy can pitch. I mean, yeah, like everyone has that, that memory of of his last day outing, you know, in the playoffs, right? And Granted, it wasn't great, but the the first couple outings before that, you know, in the playoffs, were absolutely exceptional. So, um, yeah, I, he's not the he's not the issue. Um, it's still early. I think you just got to give these time, give these guys time to gel. Yeah, they're missing big pieces. They're missing Bryce Harper. They're missing, you know, Reese Hoskins, and they're just trying to find their way a little bit. Um, yeah, they're coming off a little bit of a world series hangover and uh yeah, I think give them some time, Philly like Rob will get them right and they'll be back.
1: Yeah, I feel like we got to send a little pump the brakes to all the Phillies fans to have a little patience out there. Yes, it's been a rough start. We do demand better. We want better. They're going to fight for us. This is a team that fights. Wait for them to go on their run, we'll be fine. And well, I'm sure they're 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 if any of the Phillies fans are listening to this podcast, they, they'll
0: they definitely take something from a guy that's wearing a Pirates hat.
1: <laughs> now, the reason I'm wearing this Pirates hat yeah. is I coach Little League baseball, and my son happens to be on the Pirates. We were playing uh, in the backyard, mm. a little a little batting practice, and we like to wear our hats when we play. Also, it's a P. You know, it's Pennsylvania team. One of uh two Pennsylvania teams in. Does uh, that make
0: Does that make you feel good wearing that Pirates hat? When it you're, doesn't. When question it. Out? Yeah. When you're throwing the heat.
1: Huh? Here you go, son. <laughs>
0: Get out of here. Here's
1: the pitch. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, could be a worse. Hat. I'll never own a Mets hat. Yeah. Have you seen this guy, O'Neill Cruz, the shortstop for the Pirates? Ah, oh, he's, he's a tall son of a bitch. Six, six, highest exit velocity of anyone in the league last year when he hits the ball. This guy crushes the ball. Not to mention, when I first moved here from California, mm-hmm. we moved into a lady's house. She was Cuban. Her name was Marta Zubalaga. Cuban. <laughs> Go into the basement. What do they leave behind? A Roberto Clemente poster. What a star. What a guy. Roberto Clemente. Roberto Clemente, how Roberto Clemente, how, do, how dare you, Tim? Can't leave you that are, behind. You are just Can't leave that behind. Crapping on his legacy. Not me. <laughs> not me. Um Tim, speaking of growing up, got a question for you. Growing yeah. up, did you have an allowance? Um, not an allowance. Um
0: uh, more had at- just chores that I never got paid for. <laughs> I remember my dad, like my dad used to go like this. He'd go, son. And like, dude, like when I was a kid, I had the worst allergies of all time. Like, dude, I, I was allergic to the fucking, like the computer that we're on right now. I'd be allergic to it. Like, that's how bad my allergies were. Like, I'd be sneezing all over the screen. It'd be bad. Um, So like seasonal allergies were the worst. And my dad would go, you know, we had neighbors you know, up and down and they were very close neighbors. And my dad used to look out for them and they were older ladies usually. And they would go, my dad would go, all right, son, uh, you're going to go out and you're going to, you're going to mow six lawns. And I'd like, I'd take the push mower out and it was like the regular blade push mower. <laughs> like, dude. Like, the grass didn't go to the side. It just went up into your face <laughs> as you were fucking mowing the lawn. So, like, dude, I, was, huh? I, would mow, <laughs> yeah, I would mow, like, six lawns. And by the time I got in, dude, I looked like fucking, I looked like Puff the Magic Dragon, dude. My eyes were fucking just through the, dude, it was so bad, dude. I, my, And my dad would be like, you're not done yet. You still got the Sussex lawn. And I'm like, dad, I can't breathe, dude. Like, what are you doing to me? It was terrible,
1: but we uh we had a similar story. There was a lady behind us, and the barber shop that we go to, it was the barber's mother, Mrs. Falco was her name. And whenever it would snow, we had to shovel her driveway. She had a big driveway oh. and sidewalk. In fact, we had to shovel her driveway and sidewalk and all our neighbors' sidewalks. And now this is a suburb suburb block. Timmy, this isn't a uh, a city block. So we had the whole, we were on the corner and the whole rest of the way took me and my brother hours and we weren't allowed to accept money for it no matter what. Uh-huh. She tried to give us money and then like we got in trouble that we took m- the money one time. We we're like, Dad, it's five bucks, you know. <laughs> I just well, so my ass off out here. Would they make you use a snowblower? No, no snowblower. <laughs> the one neighbor did have a snowblower Um we got we I saw that in action. Uh the storm of ninety six, I believe, the three footer. He came wow. over and helped us out. I was out there shoveling by myself, three feet of snow, and ah. he comes over and saved my life. I was like, Thank you, God. But uh we used to get an allowance, Tim. I used to get a dollar fifty a week. It started when I turned six, I believe. A dollar fifty a week. Water pay, bud. Listen to this, I'm not done. A dollar fifty a week, right? And I had to split it up three ways. Fifty had to go into a piggy bank, fifty cents. Fifty had to go to the the basket at church, fifty cents, and then I got to do whatever I wanted with the other fifty cents. You big spender!
0: You were yeah. with, what were you breaking the bank on? Now what were you breaking the bank on? And one? you
1: want I'm... me shoveling for free? <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine what the church did with that, huh? Well, you know, he said, hey, Tom, these lights, uh, this electricity doesn't come on for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, you're responsible
0: for that new organ up there. Yeah, look at you. Appreciate your donation. Thanks yeah. For shoveling snow.
1: yeah. I should have uh, started calling the shots at home then. You know yeah. what? You go to bed early. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting the bill around here. Yeah. Uh, All right, Tim, so it was a big weekend a, a real big weekend for us wrestling fans and WrestleMania the showcase of the immortals which you learned last week yeah, the grandest yeah. stage of them all Tim what are some uh some takeaways I guess we should go right to to the main event Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns a lot of people upset over the finish of that match obviously Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, Roman Reigns retains the title via some interference. And a lot of people are talking that this was the wrong decision. This was the only chance they had to put Cody Rhodes over. He was the star moving forward. Did WWE make the correct decision?
0: Dude, quite torn on this one. Um, My God. I, I mean, first of all, I mean, the, the match in itself was just insane. Um, you know, Cody delivered, and I, I was texting back and forth to you, obviously, during the match. We were going back and forth, but, um, I mean, holy shit. Like, the dude came out of that that match, like, untouchable, in my opinion. I mean, the dude was flawless um, in his execution. He was excellent in the ring. Um just excellent, just from start to finish, and uh, you know it was a shame to see the way it ended because you know he had that whole thing, you know, let's finish the story uh, with you know his dad and everything, and yeah, you know, before the match he kind of came out of character a little bit, and went and saw his uh, you know his I think it was his daughter, it was his daughter and his wife, and then yes. Luke Harper's son was right there. He gave the belt at Luke Harper's son, which there's another
1: story behind that. If you don't know what I'm talking about, research that. Um, I but, would say this, I noticed something on the belt that I've never noticed before, and all I the names know, on the back, all the stuff that was written on the back. yeah, and I there's... want I'm like, is that a message he wrote to this kid? Like I want to know what was written on that belt. did they it say looked, honestly,
0: i in my opinion i I did I thought it like he flipped it over and it looked like there was just a bunch of names, maybe like all the names that maybe he defeated I, I don't know, just speculation, but like who he defeated over the course of. You know, his career, maybe to get to that point. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of guys like, yeah, you know, Tom Brady, yeah, you know, one of the greatest of all time, right? Like, had all the names of people, all the quarterbacks that were drafted in front of him in his locker room at all times, right? So, like, really? maybe it was, maybe it was something like that. But, um, you know, it was. Here, just... I
1: thought it was a message. He knew he was going to give it to him. He wrote. He got a message engraved on it for him to make it like a little even more special I don't know that was my that was my take on it but I don't know what exactly it was
0: could have been I don't know but um, regardless you know in in all of the time that I've watched wrestling I felt like that Wrestlemania the one that we've just watched was by far head and shoulders above anything that I've ever seen I thought there was two matches probably that were worth scrapping like that just weren't good in my opinion right um but like the main event both nights delivered uh I think you uh, yeah I sent this text to you too as well I called that flipping flipping the main event from Charlotte and and Rhea to to Sami Zayn and KO to to kind of give you some you know, maybe something to look forward to in the next in the next main event on Sunday, and and we saw those guys come back out on Sunday night and interfere in that match. And you know, I I thought it was it was as much as I wanted to see Cody win. Um, I really felt like they made the right decision, um, keeping Roman as as the the champ, and letting Cody still kind of tread water and find his way in the WWE because, you know, that would have been a meteoric rise for him Uh, from the time he came over from AEW. Look, the guy is the prodigal son. And from the time he left, you know, to the time he comes back, you know, he's already won the Royal Rumble and they're going to, they're going to put the universal championship on him. I mean, that's a tough sell to a lot of diehard WWE guys. And uh, you know, I felt, I felt like that they did it the right way. Um, You know, he couldn't have came out of that match any better than he did. And uh, you know, I mean he was a solo Sokoa, uh, what do they call that? The Samoan that he, spike. Samoan spike away from, from winning, winning the championship. All. So I think it was perfect.
1: Yeah. I think that match started. I wanna say, like you've said before, the show and everything is the best I've ever seen. That was the as big as it gets, that final match, the entrances. The build, 80-some thousand people's there on their feet, feeding into every second of that match. And when we look at all this stuff, there's been so many matches with Roman Reigns against Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, the last man standing, against Drew McIntyre at Clash at the Castle, against Logan Paul, against Sami Zayn, and these building of the stories, and then the matches before that, and the storyline with Jay... The whole thing, and everybody wants to shit on him and say this was the wrong decision, it doesn't go without Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is the guy. Whether or not he was pushed and put into that place, he's there now, and he's run with it, and he needs to get the credit that he deserves for being the guy. He looked great at the match. I don't think I've ever seen him as cut up. The look was great. Everything was perfect, and I was happy that they extended it because I feel like what we were talking about last week, the longer he holds the belt, the more it means. And to all the fans out there that are saying they made a mistake, they fumbled the ball, this is bad booking, if you don't think Cody Rhodes is going to take this loss and make the best out of it and build up stronger and better, then they shouldn't have given him the belt To begin with. Because when he gets it, he's going to have to run with it. I fully believe in Cody Rhodes. I love Cody Rhodes. For 10 years, I've been talking about Cody Rhodes should be a main event wrestler. When Daniel Bryan won in WrestleMania 30, there was a certain thing. He was with Bray Wyatt, and he was with the Wyatt family. And then he turned on the Wyatt family, which I thought was done way too quickly. Not like they're doing now. And he had this cage match or whatever. I remember saying to my brother, Cody would have done better. Cody would have done it. And that's when me and my brother really bought in on Cody Rhodes. And then he was a stardust and this whole thing. And I actually thought he did great with stardust. It was a terrible gimmick, but I thought he did incredible with what he's given. So I loved what they did. The triple threat match for the Intercontinental title was one of the most entertaining, hard-hitting matches I've ever seen in my life. I love Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre. Three of the best professional wrestlers in the world, who don't get nearly enough credit either. These guys were banging each other. Tim, Dude, it Gunther, was hard Gun- to watch.
0: Gunther was out like he was on the side of the ring for like, I mean, half the match. Yeah, I mean, it was it was Drew McIntyre and and Sheamus absolutely destroyed each other. Dude, it was to the point where. I, I was laughing out loud watching these guys smack the shit out of each other. I'm like, dude, this is fucking insane. Yeah. Like I've never seen guys th- and, you know, it's psychopaths like those guys right. that make wrestling so entertaining, right? Like they, right. they they do the flare chops that like they they play Brutal. those things. They yeah. know what they're doing before they go in the match. They go, hey, this is what sells. This is what delivers. And we're gonna do as much as this as we can and we're gonna make it work. And you know what? We're gonna it's gonna hurt like a bitch. But guess what? People are gonna love it. And right. it's the reason why we're talking about it right now as one of the best matches at WrestleMania. I, I mean, dude, that that was insane, dude. Like it was just insane. The, like, and these guys aren't like little like flyweights either. No, dude,
1: these guys are McIntyre is like two hundred and seventy five pounds. Dude, he's a monster a beast
0: monster guys and it was fun to watch and it was awesome and and you know, every time those guys go out they put on a show and it's great to see and i i mean i can't foresee them going away from that like they have to stick with that for as long as they can i mean it gets a little redundant but as long as they're putting on matches like that dude i mean who gives a shit
1: right and they lay it in and part of the thing that i love about that too is obviously through the storyline they're feuding and they're going against each other but you know in the locker room they're like brothers and they know yo when we're going out you hit me I'm going to hit you let's just <laughs> fucking do this we're going we're going to bang and it's it's going to be a a match for the ages so that match the Logan Paul Seth Rollins match the Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair match and the KO Sami Zayn Usos match all of those matches are on such a level they were so well done, and kudos to the producers. Actually, the producer of the Rhea Ripley Charlotte Flair match was Jason Jordan, who suffered a terrible injury, was with American Alpha. He's been behind the behind the scenes now. Young guy, had great potential. Hopefully, I don't know if his career in the ring is over. Great job producing the match. I was really happy with all that stuff. And so when someone says, Tom, what was the match of the night? What was the, What was the best match of the night? I'm going to lean towards Roman and Cody because of that being the build. That's the payoff. That's the big story. However, they're all on a level that I can't really say. You can say one is better than the other. Did I enjoy some more than the other because of me being bought in? Maybe. But all those matches are top tier. If they're not one, they're 1A. They're You know, they're all right there. Yeah. Best WrestleMania I think I've <clears throat> ever seen from top to bottom. The show yeah. The build, the stage, the the arena, everything was out of this world. I've never seen yeah. anything like it. No, I agree. I think the um,
0: I think the Sammy, KO, Uso match was just was just insane. Like yeah. just from the start to finish, it was just unbelievable. It was uh, just like the theater. Like within that whole match was just incredible. The Huluva kicks, the stunner, right? Like, yeah. like. Like Sammy kicking out for the first time from the 1D, like that, all that stuff was just like awesome, right? And, um, you know, in my opinion, like one of the most underrated matches of the list of the two nights was was the Finn Balor, um, Edge match, right? Like, I, I the Hell in a Cell match is, is a tough match, right? It's like, it's hard to live up to from all the predecessors that have been through that, but, right. dude, I mean, the aftermath. The aftermath of what we saw from the the Finn Balor match was insane. Finn Balor had like, I think eight or nine staples in his head, dude. Like, and the guy continued to compete and finish that match. Like, that's that's going to give him some some major props in the locker room, and it should carry over. I mean, through the company. I, I mean, in my opinion, I mean that that should go a long way. I mean, that dude just what a beast, dude. That that match was pretty cool too, as well. So, absolutely. Not to,
1: and, yeah, and for out. people that, you know, people that aren't fans of professional wrestling, you know, they love to do and trigger words as far as, oh, you know, it's fake. Right. And that's like their sayings. And, you know, as a as a fan, you uh, you say, well, it's not fake. It's scripted. We understand that. Choreographed. I choreographed that choreographed. But for a guy to take a ladder off the head. Five minutes, they numb him on the side of the mat. They staple his head and he finishes the match. And what sport is that going on? You know, I mean, what I the only mean? the only thing I can think of is hockey. When hockey, they just maybe, yeah,
0: like that's it. And yeah. like, yeah, they sew you up after yeah intermission. They send you back out, but I mean, again, it just this is awesome. Like, all the way across the board, um, yeah you know, for for WWE, and then obviously, you know, transition into Monday Night where. Yeah, the sale happened, the UFC, and um, yeah, a lot of that stuff took place. I mean, a lot of is going on with the WWE, and it's uh, you know, Triple H came out and did his spiel about, "Hey, we're not going anywhere," and I truly believe that's that's a fact. Like it, it seems like the WWE has so much momentum right now, and I mean, if you are a AEW fan. I I would be probably a little bit concerned because I mean those dudes might start getting picked off left and right. I mean all the momentum that WWE has and now the financial backing they have uh you know it, it could get interesting
1: um you know in the, in upcoming months here so well you see what happens at these major shows and you look at it and you can't be a wrestler and not want to be a part of that. There's it's a different level. It's a different level than any other uh mixed martial arts, any kind of combat sport in the world. It's the top level and it's it's not even really close to anything else. So we had that and you're saying we had Raw and a lot of, to me Raw was a bit of a disappointment. I didn't really care for the show that much. There was some fun things the beginning, And the end was kind of weird. My big concern is with the sale of WWE Monday night, raw seemed to have Vince McMahon's fingerprints all over it. And that's been the big problem over the last decade with WWE and sure. They've had some great moments and done some things along the 10 years, a decade or whatever, 20 years, whatever you want to talk about how long maybe it's been a disappointment. These last seven months, nine months of WWE have been some of the best I've ever seen. And I've been following it for a long time. And I'm concerned that with the sale, Vince McMahon being back involved with creative, we are going to be headed backwards. A lot of things happened on Monday night. Raw that were strange. Just Seth Rollins promo was very weird. The women coming out and standing in each other's faces, the, uh um, and then the, then the end with Brock Lesnar, just beating the shit out of Cody. Now, Looking at it, just that, I thought Brock did a great job. Cody did a great job of selling. It was brutal. It was vicious. I was like, what the hell is going on? And I'm I'm hoping they know what they're doing. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, just like I was giving them the benefit of the doubt with Roman winning and and Cody losing, that they know what they're doing and know where this is headed. Tim, are you concerned at all that this might be a sign of them going nah. backwards?
0: No, no, no. I think... uh At this point, I think Vince knows his place. I hope he knows his place. Um, Yeah, like, dude, it's been, like, to your point, it's been so good, right? It's been so good. And the response has been extremely positive. Um, I don't know why, like, after WrestleMania, like, someone would just say, like, hey, Vince, go ahead, take control. Uh, You tell us what to do with it, right? Like, I I don't see that change, like, um, I was talking to a buddy of mine earlier today, you know, he feels like it's heading in the right direction. You know, he told me, you know, his opinion was on that whole Cody thing. He was like, he's like, dude, honestly, he goes, Brock as a heel is probably the best thing for WWE. Like when he's a heel, he's at his best. And when he's just destroying dudes, that's, that's great. And I'm like, all right, I can, I can buy that. that. I can buy that if that's what it is, then so be it. But so like, why it, did
1: why did why do you think Brock did it?
0: I I I dude, I you know, I I have no clue. I I, I don't see an angle. That's the thing. Right. Like so, like I don't see a storyline there. Like it's weird for me to say like why he would interject himself into that storyline. Um, other than like he's just Brock Lesnar and that's what Brock Lesnar does. He just destroys anything in his path, right? Like that's what he's always done. Right. Like there's never been really any method to to what he does. He just, you know, I, I mean, I wasn't there times where he would just come out and just absolutely f five, everybody like, yeah. wow, during a match, oh, yeah. like maybe he's on that, that path right now. I don't know. But um, obviously it was a little more calculated by him coming out, agreeing to be his partner, you know, tag team partner. I, I don't know, but it, it leaves the door wide open. Some people are sending me text messages about, like, yo, is Brock
1: joining the bloodline? That would be
0: a little nuts.
1: That would be a little How crazy. How would that work? He had a history with Paul Heyman. Is him and Paul Heyman going to rekindle that? And then also, it's not like Brock answers to anybody. He's not going to answer to Roman. You yeah. know, he's not going to say, oh, Roman, you're the boss now. Uh, you're the head of the table. You know, He's not going to do that. Did yeah. Roman and them cut a deal to eliminate Cody? Did they say, we'll give you a championship match if you eliminate Cody? Did Triple H, who has a history with Cody Rhodes, uh, say, uh, I want Cody out of the picture. I, we have just sold the company. Roman's our guy. Now, Where are they be, going with this?
0: Now, would that be more of a storyline like Triple H?
1: Or would it be more of a
0: vendetta, right? like, Or they could make it both, right? They could make it a storyline. I know, like... You know, people were saying to me like uh oh, well you know Cody destroyed Triple H's
1: chair or right. something like that like I heard right. that and, yeah when he went I to mean, AEW for people that don't know first major pay-per-view for AEW he took a uh, a um sledgehammer sledgehammer which is traditionally Triple H's you know the cerebral weapon assassin's of weapon of choice and he destroyed a throne Triple H the king of kings it was a direct shot at Triple H is Triple H now saying the, the head of creative oh yeah well you're not going to win the championship at wrestlemania and guess what brock lesnar is going to bury you and you know is, is this all is this all paybacks for cody leaving the company and and doing that
0: well that and again this is what's great about wrestling is that there's so it's many the different about items, it right yes. like it's literally the the male version of days of our lives right <laughs> like we that's why we enjoy yeah. it we love yeah. it because yeah, you know, there's all sorts of bullshit that's going on. And, uh, yeah, you never know what's real and what's not. And, um, you know, I, I don't know how it's going to play out. Hopefully we get a little bit of an explanation on Brock Lesnar situation. But um, for the most part, the way I saw it, there was no real reason or rhyme, like rhyme or reason why that just happened. It was weird. It was strange. And, uh, God, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next
1: yeah me too all right timmy so obviously this is a big week in the the golf world we are heading into the biggest week and i feel like we probably should have talked about this sooner but i got uh mixed up in my my uh you did did. because we usually finish with wwe so for the folks out there listening the masters is this weekend and and more importantly the mini masters and we want to uh we'll let you all know that tim and i will be live from the mini masters this week we'll be Following a featured group, um, we will have a uh, showcase of the course and have a little fun. Hopefully you can tune into that or check out the clips that we have coming from that. Tim, who do you got winning the Masters this week? Who's your favorite? And so there's
0: why there's yeah, there's there's three guys that have been playing lights out, uh and it's Scotty Scheffler, John Rahman, and, and Roy McElroy. Uh these three guys have been just yeah, the top of their game, they've been delivering on every level. Uh, yeah, there's a couple guys that have been playing well. Uh, Chris Kirk has been playing well. There's a couple other guys that have been playing pretty decent. Jason Day has been playing well. But um, in my opinion, those three guys are are 1A, B, and C, dude. Like, there's they're interchangeable parts. Um, the problem is, though, that I see – looking forward is that there's going to be a lot of bad weather heading down to Augusta this weekend. And I don't know how that's going to affect the players. You know, they always talk about the start times, right? So like, do you have the better draw? Do you start in the morning before the rain starts? And then the next day, like, so Thursday, Thursday, Friday, if you start in the morning, then on Friday, you start in the afternoon, right? And vice versa. If you start in the afternoon on on Thursday, you start in the morning on Friday. Right. Right. So it's all about the better draws. Like if you have shitty weather, you can't, you can't golf in it. Like you're not going to put up a great number. So it's all about the better draws. Um, and whoever has a better draw in in my opinion, is going to be the guy that has the, the biggest advantage. And yeah, the biggest thing too is now with the masters, you open the door here now for, he's live golfers, right? Live golf, which is right. the adjacent tour now that everyone's getting paid so much money for to go play. Um, so, this is the first tournament of the year that these guys are available to play in. And in my opinion, I don't think these guys are going to perform well because they've only been tested, right? So, in a normal format for the PGA tour, it's a 72 hole, right? Tournament, right? That's, that's four 18s in the LIV golf tour they only pay 54 holes and they aren't playing the most challenging courses at all they're playing more of like a walnut lane right <laughs>
1: and, and LIV and, should go play the nut
0: dude i'm i'm telling you the truth they're playing walnut lane and they're going to augusta this weekend so there's going to be a major difference I'm not saying that they're not qualified. Like, look, you have guys like Dustin Johnson, Cameron Smith, right? Brooks Koepka, right? All these guys have played this course before. Some it's not former like they don't winners.
1: Know. Yeah.
0: Well, let's talk about, like, how have they performed over the course of the last year when they're playing league tournaments, when they're only playing 54 holes, right? Like, after 54 holes, yo, there's another 18. I'll tell you what. Last weekend, I went and played, you know, 54 myself, and I, I was dead. <laughs> All right, it t- took me. I'm not a professional golfer, but yeah, me, oh, yeah I'm getting yeah. close.
1: I'm getting close. So, know, who has more pressure on them? Would you say that the the live golfers coming in have more pressure on them to succeed, or no, do the PGA no. golfers that are trying to defend the brand have more mm-hmm. more pressure?
0: No, this is more of a and yeah, they like to say that the media is creating this whole. This whole sandstorm, right? Of live versus PJ. Like, is there any animosity there, right? And dude, if I'm a PGA tour player, I don't want a live guy fucking winning my tournament, dude. Like, right. This is the Masters, man. Like, I want to win this tournament. Like, if I'm Rory or, you know, or Tiger or any of these guys, right? That had like, Scotty Scheffler, Colin Morcala, right? Like, if these, if if the live golfers are are on the radar and they're getting close, dude, I'm turning my game up a notch, dude. I can't have these guys walk my tournament. So yeah, right. My does opinion- that hurt
1: them? Or I know they want to turn it up a notch, but nah, now it's like nah. shit. I better turn this up, or nah. now a live golfer is going to win, and people are going to start viewing that more. And
0: well, I mean, if a live golfer wins, I mean that's that will be.
1: A major blow to the pga tour because then
0: guys go all right well like they're playing this easier schedule they're getting paid more right why am i still wasting my time on the pga tour when i can go over there and play 54 whole tournaments right like make 110 million dollars just for showing up yeah uh, it's not a, it's a non-competitive event because it's a team event essentially so it doesn't make any sense so i mean if the worst thing for the PGA tour would be for a live golfer to win a major this year. Right. And, and you know, I they, feel
1: like they have the most pressure Rory, who's especially been, been one okay. of the people at the yeah. front that have been saying anti live. And so like that, I feel like when it comes down to that Sunday and you're going to start draining these putts mm-hmm. uh, shit, you know, I better fucking drain this cam. Smith's got a, a two stroke lead on me.
0: There will be no better theater on Sunday. If Cameron Smith and Rory McElroy are tied for lead on 18, dude, that would be insane. Like that would be just like barn on the greatest theater in golf that you've seen since Tiger Phil, since you know, God, I mean Watson Nick
1: Fergus at the mini-masters. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was gonna I mean, I was I was gonna go Watson Nicholas, but I mean <laughs> That's it. That's Mitt a, Fergus. Mini one.
1: Masters. Yeah. Final hole. One stroke apart. Tim, quick story with you. The one time I was at Walnut Lane and I was walking on and paired me up with two fellas that years ago, an article was written in the newspaper that said Walnut Lane had the one of the best hole of a Philadelphia public course. The whole number, mm-hmm. I'm drawing a blank. It's, a, it's, it's probably their longest hole. It's on the back nine. It's before. So... 18 17 16 I believe it's hole 15. Okay, it's a par 4. Hole 15. Uh Henry Abs on your left-hand side, you can you can hook it into into Henry Ives. Either way, we're playing the, the that was the hole in the paper that said, "Wow, this is the best hole in all of Philadelphia Public Public courses." So we're playing like this is
0: a 1st They would be we- wrong by the way. They'd be wrong.
1: Yeah. So we're playing um the course and we get to I guess what would be hole 13. So par three up, up the hill, there's two bunkers in front of it. So the guy hits a shot and he's just off the green. And uh, I had a shot him on the green, whatever. And he goes and he said, you know, this is the first time here. He hits his putt just off the green, goes down the hill, boom, right into the hole, goes to the hole, looks in. What does he see? A A, a used condom. (laughs) (laughs) I said, bad. welcome to the nut, baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God, dude. That's brutal. <laughs> can you imagine your first time at a course?
1: <laughs> it's all about a whole of one, huh? I read about this in the newspaper. <laughs> they said it's the most beautiful course, you know. I said, Well, those two must have really got carried away on that on the beauty. Must have <laughs> grabbed a hold of them. <laughs> yeah.
0: I I can only think of one person to write that article. It's probably John Cheney. He used to live at
1: that course Yeah We used to see him every once in a while Hey coach How you doing? Yeah. But uh, Alright Tim Well That's going to wrap it up For today's episode of Schmidt and Lavelle Do you have uh, Any Any final words For the uh, Schmidt and Lavelleites out there?
0: Uh, no You know what I, I have to say I'm looking forward to seeing everybody On Saturday at the Mini Masters
1: That's right And um, go Course pi- design
0: go, And go Pirates
1: <laughs> uh, go Pirates! Five-year-old coach pitch team. You're correct. Go Pirates! So, everyone, hopefully, uh, you can check us out this Saturday at the Mini Masters. We'll be we'll be doing our first live broadcast, and we'll have some clips from that that hopefully you find enjoyable. Um, my name's Tom Lavelle. As always, I'm joined by Mr. Timothy Schmidt. This is Schmidt and Lavelle, and we will catch you next time. Adios.